Hello, and welcome back to the Wishing You Well podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Amy Albero, founder of Revive Center for Wellness. And I'm Catherine Van Eyck. We're both licensed therapists and wellness enthusiasts. We know how overwhelming it can be to figure out how to navigate your wellness journey. So each episode, we hope to bring all the pieces together to help you figure out what fits best for you. This week on Wishing You Well, we are discussing intentional living, and we're joined by special guest and fellow Revive therapist, Elise McCandless. Elise earned her bachelor's degree in social work from Gordon College, followed by a master's degree in social work from Fairfield University. She has experience working in alternative school settings, supporting students' social, emotional, and behavioral needs. She's passionate about being alongside clients struggling with anxiety, depression, low self-esteem, emotional regulation, and or life transitions. While life can be messy, Elise sees the hope and beauty that comes from these hard and uncomfortable realities. She seeks to create calm, non-judgmental spaces for clients to feel empowered, heard, and seen. She uses different therapeutic models to support and collaborate with clients toward their goals of healing and growth. In addition, Elise has some personal expertise when it comes to gratitude and living with intention, which is what we'll be tapping into today. So we'll get into that. But first, some announcements. All right. So if you've been listening to us for a while, you know that we love watching reality TV and any any hot show or trending show that is on right now. Odds are that we are watching it. We are all over it. And we are giving our therapist perspectives on reactivity TV. This is a time where each week, Catherine and I get together to commentate on shows like Succession, Love is Blind, and again, really any trending show. If you're watching it, odds are that we are too. There is so much to watch, and we are always looking for suggestions on what show we should cover next. So let us know what we should give our therapist reactions to by emailing us at wishingyouwell@revivecfw.com. I also want to add that we have a lot of other great videos up on our YouTube channel. We have nutrition content. Uh, Elise, our guest today, is up there. She's our provider spotlight for the month of May. So you can learn more about Elise on there as well. But we are always putting up new content on our YouTube channel. And it's all really exciting. So definitely check it out. And we just want to say thank you for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for following, rating, and reviewing us. We really appreciate your feedback. And Also, just love the opportunity to have this podcast and provide all this information to our listeners. So definitely continue to give us those ratings and reviews. It really helps us out. Thank you. Okay, let's get into our episode. Living, living, and well, we feel it. Take Take care care of ourselves. Elise, welcome. We're so excited to have you on our podcast. And of course, so happy to have you as part of Revive. Catherine and I have talked about how inspired we feel by you and the way that you just like live. <laughs> and so we're really excited to have you here and um, and share with us. So thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you for inviting me. I'm really honored to talk about something I love and share it with two amazing women. So thank you. Aw. Well, thanks. And, you know, as you know, this is a wellness podcast. We work for at an organization that is very wellness focused, but wellness can mean something different to everybody. And that's kind of the point of our podcast, that what wellness looks like isn't a one size fits all thing. And so we love to ask all of our guests what wellness or living a well life means to you. Mm. That is a large question. I'm like sweating thinking about like what I what the answer should be. But I think the first thing like pops into my mind is an image of like a tree in the sense and I say this to a lot of clients so it's I feel like I'm a, a record but this idea of being grounded and rooted while like the leaves might be blowing and whatnot but there's a sense of stillness at the bottom and so to me that's kind of what wellness is. I don't, it's hard to describe like what exactly that is, but that's like to the core, that's what it is, like a a sense of peace, I guess, even if circumstances aren't peaceful. That's awesome. So like, no matter what's going on around you, your, your 
idea of living a well life means that you're grounded in grounded in what in particular yeah yeah I guess grounded in what I believe to be true so like the word belovedness comes to mind of like at my root no matter what I do no matter if I fail or succeed like there's a sense of I'm loved so I feel like that's something that roots me as well as being in community I feel like that's another big thing about living well is just being with other people and I feel like people get to see you a different way than you see yourselves and I think we need that so there's a sense of needing each other Oh, I have like chills as you're describing this, Elise. <laughs> like, and and I like I'm noticing like tears kind of sp- like uh, like spike up in my eyes. Like, it's such a powerful like the imagery around that, and also just what you're saying about like feeling rooted and feeling loved, and also I love that sense of community and almost getting to experience ourselves in a different way or having that that part of ourselves maybe mirrored back to us in a different way. That's so beautiful. And that's why you're here. I just, I, I, <laughs> I love the way that you think, think about things and, and think about life. Um, and I also, as you were kind of describing, you know, staying rooted, even when like, maybe it's very windy. It reminds me, Catherine, of, of when we're talking about self-trust and just like, that that is like what you're also describing that that rootedness that groundedness is it sounds like it comes from a place of of self trust as well and just kind of like that belief in yourself that that groundedness in yourself wow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah not always good at it but definitely mm-hmm. yeah the the ideal <laughs> mm-hmm. what do you do to stay grounded like what what does that look like yeah i guess I mean, some of it is what we'll be talking about for sure of, of mm-hmm. gratitude and trying to live intentionally. But I think ultimately it's it's anything that gets me out of myself. So kind of going back to the community is a big thing of like interacting with other people. I find that like really helpful and kind of if I'm, I'm feeling overwhelmed or something to like center on that as well as being outside. Like there's just a stillness there that's also helpful if I'm feeling not grounded. Mm-hmm. Right. I know nature is like a really big thing for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I went to the Audubon Center not that long ago in Fairfield, and I just sat there for like 30 minutes and listened to birds, and I've never felt so happy in my life. <laughs> I'm so peaceful. It does. It was. It does. Well, you you just alluded to gratitude. And if you have been a listener of this podcast, we've referenced Elise's gratitude practice. It's something that, you know, I've learned about, we've had the opportunity to learn about. And so I would love if you can share firsthand, because they were all hearing it kind of like secondhand from me. Can you share with our listeners about what your gratitude practice consists of, what that looks like? Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah, it's a very simple practice. I write three things I'm grateful for every day. Often I do it at the end of the day to look back and I have a journal. And so I just write it in there. And then at the end of the month, I review the month and I pick out my favorites and I share it on social media, which like, I don't even know where that part of the practice came from. I just decided to do it on a whim and then it stuck. And now it's become like one of my favorite things. How do you stay so regimented with it? Well, I definitely do fall behind sometimes. Like I'll have to be like, what day was this? And kind of go back. But I, it's almost like sometimes I try to read before bed. Doesn't always happen, but it really only takes like 30 seconds at most really. So it's almost one of those things of like brushing your teeth, right? It's just like, it's a small, it's small, but like if I do it, I've done it and it's, I can can continue on. So in that sense, like it just, because it's so simple, it's almost easier just to kind of keep it. Mm-hmm. It's become oh my gosh, that with habits. Yeah. <laughs> but keeping them simple, keeping them attached to other habits, like it's an after teeth brushing thing. It makes it so much easier to do. But like, like you said, this is a small thing, maybe takes you a small amount of time, but built up over time, especially over that month. And mm-hmm. then all, over all of those months, I mean, that's a lot of gratitude. 
It is. It's so true. It's so fun. I just this past year finished my first journal. I have two years in it. And it was just so fun to be like, I have literally like a journal full of things that I was grateful for, like two years of things Um, and things like that. I would totally forget if I didn't write them down. Like when Mm -hmm. I look back, I'm like, oh my gosh, I forgot that this happened or or whatnot. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's a really nice reminder. Well, one of the things that I I felt so inspired by and that that's like really stuck with me about your gratitude practice is that oftentimes, at least the things that you share on social media, sometimes they're they're like bigger moments, right? But like oftentimes the things that you are expressing gratitude for are like the small noticings. And I rem- I think one of the ones that you shared with me is like the the sound of ice cream crackling in mm-hmm. um in a glass like once you like add water to it like that like the the beauty of like these micro moments or like the feeling of like wet grass i think it was another one that i i feel like i saw you share but you you really are paying attention and that is what i find so beautiful about your gratitude practice mm-hmm. thank you yeah i definitely like even i don't post a lot on social media and i'm like gratitude can sometimes bring this like toxic positivity-ness to it that I'm like, that's not what this is, where I'm like, things can suck. And that's just the truth of it. So I really do try to focus on things that actually are uh, like I'm thankful for. And oftentimes, yeah, it's like really small moments where the question I often ask myself is like, if I didn't have this in my life, what would that be like? And so I'm just thinking like, if you put ice in a glass and it didn't crack, like that would just be so boring, <laughs> you know, like, so that, that helps me almost like attune to what I'm actually grateful for rather than like what is taken for granted. Mm-hmm. Wow. So w- which came first, chicken or the egg here? Were you, <laughs> were you intentionally thinking about these things and then, and noticing them and you're like, wow, I'm really grateful for that. Or was the gratitude practice what came first? And then you kind of reflected back on your day and really looked at, looked at back on it on the film reel and saw these and felt these certain things. Yeah. So I, I really actually got the idea from a book called 1000 Gifts by Ann Boskamp. And it's a faith-based book, but her whole thing is basically a thousand gifts, which if you do three gratitudes a day, it's a thousand a year. And she kind of just talks about like how gratitude can really impact you. And her whole book is centered around this Greek word, Eucharistio, which means Thanksgiving. And she talks about there's like two words within that word, which mean grace and joy. So her her whole framework is everything is a gift. Everything's grace. That's one of the words that's in Thanksgiving. And the other one is joy. So she's like, when you give gratitude, joy comes from that. And so I read that and I read it when I was a freshman in college, which that was like the worst year of my life. Like I was homesick. I was anxious. I started a four year long distance journey with my now husband. Like just, yeah, it was just a really hard time. And I remember starting this kind of gratitude practice then. And it was just the weirdest experience of like the circumstances and my emotions were really low. And yet I was the most joyful. Like, I just remember going to class one day and just being completely overwhelmed by like birds singing. And I'm just, it was just like such a strange mix um, to go together. And so that's kind of where it came out of. Wow. Well, you wrote something, something that you referenced before and, and what you just said kind of made, made me think about it again, which is like, you know, like, how do you balance like, things get hard and things like crappy things happen and there's still room for gratitude without it becoming this like toxic positivity, toxic gratitude kind of thing. Like how do you, how do you make room for both? What does that look like? Yeah, that's a great question. I think <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Cause I'm like, I can, I can be really anxious or I can be really sad. Like the, the hard emotions, I feel like I'm not, What's the word? Like, I'm very familiar, I guess, with those feelings. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think, I think what it is really is even if things aren't going well, or even it like, 
there's certain days like I never want to repeat again. And there are things still good in the world. Like I often think, especially like when tragedy hits, it always feels so jarring that like the sun continues to to do its thing or like the birds are still singing. Like there's this sense of like, even if I'm in turmoil in some way, like things around me aren't necessarily. And so there's like a, I don't, it's comforting, but it's also just strange to be able to have both and kind of hold both at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I think an important thing that you just hit on is like, you're still letting yourself like feel the anxiety or feel the the stress or sadness or whatever. Like you're not using gratitude as a way to wipe away those right. or like diminish those feelings, but just the idea that like the, the both and of it all that like I, I, while I'm anxious and even though I'm anxious, for example, like there are, there is still, still beauty here. Like there is still like kindness that exists in the world, whatever it is. Like, I, I think that I, I struggle with that as, as someone who like operates a lot in all or nothing, something that I definitely try to work on, but I imagine that that like, and we talk with this, with our clients about this a lot, like holding space for both, like n- not being in that black or white, that it, that can provide, as you're saying, like kind of so much comfort and maybe so much perspective as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have a story. I was just thinking of this past year. I put my family dog down of 15 years. Like I grew up with her. She was really like, it kind of came like the pinnacle of my childhood was in the death of Casey. And that day, like it just sucked obviously. And I spent it mostly crying, but I was like, there are a ton of things that I was grateful for. Like I had one friend who sent me 15 strawberries in a jar and it's just like celebrating that you know what I mean and so it's just a sense of like there's a grief there and also there's a a comfort or a caring mm. support around me and so, so stuff like that where it's just like yeah it all kind of mixes together is is wonderful <laughs> oh man Elise I can really relate to that what I put my family dog down a year ago and mm. felt very similar, you know, very, very similar feelings. And, but there are, there are parts of that day that I'm, I am really grateful for as awful of a day as that was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing that you point, point that out. Cause I, you know, I wasn't really thinking of that. I was just thinking about the, just how upsetting that day was. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And again, like, not that it, takes away that right like um but it just it adds a little more um to that day yeah i mean me maybe maybe you've just answered this question but what what whether it's learnings um have resulted at, from you having this gratitude practice or how has gratitude or maybe how has how have you noticed gratitude having an impact on your life mhm yeah i think it definitely was I really saw it freshman year of college. Like that was definitely the most that I saw the benefit of it, of just like having a really hard time and looking at good things. Now it's not not as like the joy. I feel joy, but it's not as often. It's more, sometimes it's just a practice of like, what am I grateful for? And then move on. But something that I recently learned about by Deb Dana, I think is her name. She termed, or coin this term glimmers, mm-hmm. which she does com- like works with complex PTSD. And she has this word glimmers, which basically triggers are things that signal to us that things are unsafe or there's danger and it dysregulates our nervous system. But glimmers are things that regulate our, sis- our nervous system and signal to us that we're safe. And this term really isn't about like large, like meditation or deep breathing or whatever. It's really like small micro moments that are gently regulating our nervous system. So I kind of see gratitude in that sense that I might not necessarily feel any different in that moment, but I'm, I am intentionally doing something that is regulating my nervous system just in a gentle way, maybe not enough for me to notice. So I kind of hold on to that a little bit when I'm like, what is what is this for? It's that, that was really 
really helpful of like, no, something physically is actually going on as I practice this. Wow. That's really, I think that's so, I I love that you're doing it. It's like, I know this is doing something, even though it it doesn't feel like it's doing something Mm -hmm. But like people get caught so caught in that, in that idea of, well, like I didn't feel anything, so it didn't work. Or like, Mm -hmm. I like, why, why even try if I'm not going to, you know, get the benefit, but it's, it's kind of one of those things that's, well, one, like that's kind of invisible. Like there are things happening in our bodies all the time that we don't see and we're not aware of, but just like if we put something in our body that doesn't quite agree with our bellies (laughs) (laughs) or the opposite that like, maybe we're making an intentional decision to eat something that we know is good for us and we're not seeing the benefit, Mm -hmm. right? Like we don't know what's happening in our arteries. Exactly. There's research that shows us, but like we don't see it, but we're choosing to do it anyway, because we know that there's something that we're getting out of it, even if we don't actually feel it. I think that's so, Mm -hmm. that's, that's just such a smart way of going about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. I didn't, I didn't, even realize like the the research behind it in terms of like these these glimmers these small as you said like these little micro micro moments they can be regulating that's powerful mm-hmm. i know when i heard that i was just i was floored honestly like it's it's so simple and yet it's just like encouraging right like there's data to back it up and, and so it just makes it more powerful mm-hmm. for sure for sure um, and then it just goes back to how much over time that these things are, the more you build them up, then the more you're going to actually see the benefit. You might be already reaping the benefit, but like, you're really going to see it later, which is like your end of the month where you have your entire list of what does that end up being? Like 90 things. Mm-hmm, right. And honestly, I think that's one thing that has helped me keep going is the looking back on the month. I think I would have dropped this a lot sooner if it wasn't for that, just because one, I enjoy posting it, but two, it has like really helped me to be like, to look back on a month. And even if it's a month that I'm like, ugh, I'm just thinking of all the things that went wrong. I'm like, oh, I forgot that this happened or this person said this, you know what I mean? There's certain things that I completely just, I'm quick to forget all the good things. Like I focus on the one thing that goes wrong. So I find, yeah, that, that to be helpful to, to keep it going and seeing the benefits of it. Oh yeah. And, and I mean, I feel like Catherine and I talk about that so much on this podcast that like the way our brains are wired, like it's a setup, like we are set up to focus on like the negative and to like only remember that stuff. I mean, that stuff is like leftover from like cave cave people days to survive. Like, even though we don't necessarily need that anymore, it's still hardwired in us. And so like, of course, of course you and all of us like remember those more challenging moments. And I I love that. Again, I love like having the physical data (laughs) to support. Mm -hmm. Like, wait, wait a second. I love that. I mean, would you, would you mind sharing with us like some of your like highlights? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I took a couple from that were from my from last year, some of my favorites. So s- some of them are the sound of snow compacting as you step on it, the strength to have hard conversations, sunscreen, the feeling when you wake up in the morning and you don't have to get up, mm-hmm. the way thunder vibrates everything, and the ability to practice what I've been learning in therapy. So those are just a couple. Wow. And what a range, right? Like it's a mix of sensory experiences, like, and then big, like, I I don't even want to judge them as like more meaningful, but like, kind of like maybe larger experiences too. I I love that so Mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can I ask you guys, like, I don't know if you have gratitude practice or like what, what jumps out? I try. I mean, again, and at least, you know, as I said, your practice really inspires me. But like, I I was just thinking about, like, this is something that happened more recently. But I, uh, again, if if you listen to this podcast, you know, I have like a favorite loop, a favorite walk when I'm in Miami. And there was one day that I like went and I like didn't bring my headphones like on purpose and like really wanted to be tuned in. 
And so I went on this walk very intentionally, like wanting to be present. And I like just noticing like the smiles of strangers, like that, Mm -hmm. that was huge. And also I had seen a Dalmatian dog and I couldn't remember like the last time I had seen one. And after that, I I started see I maybe saw four like across the next couple of days. And it was just like kind of a weird confirmation bias thing that happened. Mm-hmm. But just like kind of the, those two noticings like brought me so much joy. And I felt so much more connected to like community to myself even. And so I've been really trying to pick up on those small moments, but I'm n- like, not practiced in it. So, you know, I, I did it like that one time and I, I like try, but like, it's definitely not as much of a practice as I'd like it to be. I don't know, Catherine, like how you feel about your gratitude practice. Well, for those who are just listening and couldn't see my face when Elise asked, <laughs> it was just kind of one of those like, uh-oh, I don't have one kind of faces because I really don't. I mean, I think I I lean into it. I lean into it when I need it the most, which is good, but not great. Like I would love for it to be a more regular thing. I would love for it to be something that I'm not just like relying on in a moment that I really need it. Um, or, or in a moment where it's popping up out of nowhere. Those are nice, right? Like I actually remember I was driving yesterday home from work and and I and it was a moment where I was just like feeling really great and I so these so things just naturally popped into my head and then I just leaned into it and just kind of went with it and that was really great but I would love it for those times that don't feel so good and don't feel like where I don't feel like doing it but I know that it's going to friggin switch around my nervous system like knowing that that actually like helps so much and now i might actually be more inclined to do it because i sometimes can be one of those people that's like it doesn't feel like it's doing anything I'm, i just feel like crap right now anyways and so yeah i resonate I with that and i i don't know if you if you feel i i feel so frustrated with myself and then like also a little bit of like a hypocrite because i feel like when when clients ask us for like skills or they are like we talk about self-care like we're always like it's not a one and done like it's not a band-aid like it only works if you do it with like regularly and like and and like we both consciously know that right like we both probably know it would be helpful to us if we had an elise like practice but like <laughs> it's hard <laughs> and so like for for the people like us um like Catherine and i or like maybe for people that are have never like even try to have a gratitude practice? Like, how do you recommend, like, or suggest that, like, we can get started or maybe be a little bit more practiced? Like, what do you help us? Help us be more grateful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah, I, that's a great question. I, you and me, save like, us. <laughs> save us. Well, actually, <laughs> what I was thinking about is like, and I feel it too for myself as well but like when clients are basically looking for a fix like that's where i'm like this is this is not a fix practice i mean obviously yes i think there it like it almost it, it's like an integration more than just like all right there's an issue slap this on and you're good to go kind of thing and and knowing that i guess knowing that like this isn't going to like change your life or you know like how you're feeling i'd probably start there of like just, just notice. And I actually think there's something about writing it down. That's helpful of like seeing it. Cause otherwise like you'll, you'll forget. And I think that's one of the, the things I love the most is I do forget. I completely forget. And that's why I love going back and looking because I'm like, Oh crap. I like that, that left my mind. So I think a good way to start is just to, to write something down, right? Just maybe one thing. And and maybe like you were saying, Catherine, maybe it can be just in those moments where you're really feeling grateful, like start there um, rather than having to like, you know, create a plan, just like go with, go with it whenever you're feeling grateful. Mm -hmm. Mm. Okay. That's reasonable. 
I, I do yeah. like the, I do, I do, again, I know you both said this, like the writing it down piece is so huge. I was thinking about like in the peak of the pandemic, there was like a lot of buzz around and there continues to be, but it was offered for free, a class at Yale, the science of well-being, And the professor who taught that class was amazing. And if it's still available for free, I really recommend it. It was so good. And she, of course, talks a lot about gratitude. And one of the things that she had said about gratitude is like, there's a way to kind of like continue to amplify it. And that's with the the first time of the noticing, the writing it down and revisiting it, and then the sharing it with others. Like that gives you three opportunities mm-hmm. to like dwell in that gratitude of whatever that was, whether it was an interaction or a moment or a micro moment. And so in your practice, it sounds like you do all three, like you do the the noticing, the revisiting, and then you share it with others. And so I I also... I'm I'm trying to think about ways as well, like, and maybe this is a part two of your of your like getting started is like sharing the gratitude with someone else. Like, there is something about that I think that can just help again help the help deepen the experience of of that moment. Mm-hmm. I love that. I've never heard that. And that feels completely true. Like, I feel like that's why it has stuck. And I actually remember, I think I first started sharing in 2021. And when the year ended, I was like, all right, I'm done. And I stopped it. And I didn't like my gratitude started to like fail as well. Like I was, you know, writing down five days of gratitude rather than just like the day I'm living in. And then I I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it because it was fun. And it also keeps me again, there's something about sharing it that keeps you accountable in a sense to to be on it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I selfishly look forward to it every month. <laughs> you so, so for, for me and for those, I know, I know there's more than just me. That's like, Ooh, I, I know we're recording this at the end of April, like end of the month's coming. <laughs> Because it is such a good, I mean, your, your, your observations, your awareness, like, is just such a good reminder for, for me or for, for us who follow you. Um, So it's really inspiring in that way. Mm. It's also been encouraging. I've had a couple people who have started like a similar gratitude practice. And so they'll share back and that's always just, it's fun. Yeah. It's like a receiving and giving kind of practice. And that just makes it feel so worth it, just that aspect. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of being inspired by you, there, like at the beginning of this year, as you know, Elise, we got together and uh, as a team at Revive and shared our vision boards for 2023. And you did yours a little differently, and you know. I, I know during that, like Catherine and I almost simultaneously messaged one another and we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And all of us um, on the team were like so mesmerized and inspired by kind of what you did and the way that you conceptualized it. Can you share like your take on a vision board um, with our listeners? Definitely. Yeah. So my vision board, I completely took it from, there's this thing called rule of life, which is basically, it was created by a monk, like in the 500, fifth century, whatever, that time period, who basically created monasteries and communities would live by certain values. And so from that came this rule of life. And I I created one with the help of actually a friend, her name's Tamara Hill Murphy, and she has a book coming out the spacious path, which is about this like ancient Christian practice. It's coming out in June. And she was the one that really helped me kind of create it. But basically it's like hard to explain because it can look so different for each person, but it's basically like, what are your values and how do you live into them? And I'm such a detailed oriented person that my question was, if I was to value XYZ, what would that look like? And so I created like this spreadsheet where I have different categories of like my physical values, my emotional, mental, spiritual, financial resources, like all of these different categories. And like, what would it look like if I valued 
I'm just trying to think of one, like growth is, is one, like if I value growth, what would that look like physically? And so I kind of go through, yeah. What would that look like daily? What would that look like weekly, seasonally, and then annually? I don't know if it would be helpful to like give an example, just cause I feel yeah. like it's a, okay. <clears throat> I picked the physical one just cause that feels like the easiest, but so daily I have like neighborhood walks with my husband. We do that. Uh, weekly. Right now I'm doing hot yoga once a week, which I love. It used to be pottery. So that's the other thing it can kind of shift depending on the season. Monthly, I do like an intentional nature walk. So kind of like a slow, slow nature walk. Seasonally go on hikes with friends and family. And then annually I'll go, I'll make like doctor appointments. And these are all things I just like I have value in these things, but also part of making this rule of life is like how it's not only just like goal setting, it's like, how am I already actually living into the things I value? And so some of these, like taking a walk with my husband, it, it just happened naturally. Like it wasn't something that we like planned and we're like, we're going to make a habit of this. It was just something that happened, which revealed to me just a lot of different things that I value from that. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I feel yeah. like, okay. How did you decide to break it down into these different categories? Yeah. I, again, my friend had like a similar, like she did a spreadsheet, which was helpful. So like I got most of the categories from her. So the, I have seven categories, which is spirit, body, mind, relationships, home, work, and resources. And Yeah. And yeah. then you said growth before is like a value. How did yeah. you, like, where did the values get woven in? Or like, how do they get woven in? Yeah, this, I, this is where it gets kind of tricky, where I really made the spreadsheet first. And then from that, I was like, okay, what do I value? <laughs> because it was like, some people like a rule of life can just be like a word or it could be a picture. Like it can be so abstract. So I kind of like did the opposite where I was like, this is a this is the life I'm living slash the life I want to live. What does that reveal to me? And so like in the example of like walking in the neighborhood, I was actually like thinking about like what values do I get from that? And some of them are, you know, valuing moving my body and getting outside. There's a value of familiarity of like doing it every day and doing the same route that we have. It also is a great time for my husband and I to like check in with each other. So oftentimes those are like the times where we have really good conversations. So there's this value of like community while doing it. So just from this like one action that I take in my day, it just shows a lot of different things that I am valuing and I am living into rather than something of like, I value, I don't know, like I, I value growth. So I need to do X, Y, and Z. It's more of like, well, I do value growth and I'm already doing something that shows that. Yeah. Does that answer kind of what you're. Yeah. So, so to help, to help, you just sort of did it backwards where you just decided to write down things that you're already doing. And then from there, you were able to uncover what it was, what, what's important to you. What, what do you value? Mm-hmm. And what you're what you're already doing versus things that maybe you want to incorporate to expand on or or uh, live into other values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think too this idea of like the the rule, the word rule, comes from the same word that we get the word trellis from, like in Latin, it kind of can translate similarly. And so there's this idea of like, you need some structure for, I should explain, a trellis is like what, like tomatoes or grapevines grow on. So there's this sense of like, you need structure, but you also need some spaciousness. You don't want to tie the grapevines like too tightly or they won't grow. And so this rule of life is kind of this balance of of finding a sense of structure, something again that like grounds you, but also allowing you to have space of like, you know, you don't 
it's it's not a rule. Like if you don't stick to it, it's not like everything falls apart. It really should be called a rhythm rather than a rule. Because there are a couple things like one I have on my list for home where I'd like to go to bed with all of my dishes clean. We don't have a dishwasher. So I'm like, that's, yeah, that's what I want. It happens probably like 25% of the time. And my husband's like, you should just take it off your rule of life. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I want it to be there. And it is something like I, I do value and I like when that happens, but I'm also not like, I'm not judging myself that it's not happening all the time. Like it's something that I'm growing towards, you know? <laughs> At least I've talked about that example on this podcast multiple times. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that sounds so familiar. Um, but I, I love, I love that because it, as just the visual of a trellis and and that idea of both like kind of like st- sturdiness and support and and structure, but also flexibility. And that's another one of those like both ands, right? Like mm-hmm. space for both. I love that. But you just kind of, you mentioned your husband, he's aware of your rule of life. Is this, so is this something that is also kind of part of your relationship? And like, does he have his own? Do you have one together? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So actually we do have our own. Our friend really like walked us through creating it. And we both, again, we're both kind of detailed oriented. So he has a spreadsheet as well. And basically what we did is we made our own and then we came together and like looked over each other's and then like we stole from each other but ultimately a lot of it aligns anyway and we actually have this this rhythm i guess where on the first sunday of every month we get together and we sit down and we plan out or plan out kind of is i guess i don't know there's got to be a better word for it plan out the month ahead so we'll be like, who do we want to intentionally see socially? Like, um, we want to go on an intentional hike. Like, where are we going to go? Um, what day are we going to go? Like, we'll look over our budget. It's really a day to just like, look at our rule of life in all of these areas and be like, where are we living well into it? Where should we maybe push a little more? We started this practice like back in 2020. And I remember it was like, anytime we were like, all right, what do we want to do socially? nothing, right? Like there's nothing to do. So it was an easy conversation, but now it's so funny where it's almost the opposite where I'm like, I think we need to plan out alone time. Cause we don't, we don't get it now just because we're like socially booked in a lot of ways. So it, it's fun to be like, wow. Okay. Now what we, what we value or what we're trying to live into, we have to kind of like go with, with the season, I guess that we're in. So it's really helpful to have him have like his own and kind of be able to do it together. Cause really like, that's the other thing is a rule of life is communal. It's very much kind of doing it with other people mm-hmm. if you can write similar values. Mm-hmm. What an amazing way to stay connected to your partner. Yeah. It's very helpful. And it's also like a nice place to like have hard conversations, especially like financially. It's like, this is a set time where we just like sit down and talk about things. Sometimes it'll take an hour. Other times it's been like five hours. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, but it's fun. It's a fun five hours, but it's, yeah, it's a lot of conversation. (laughs) Wow. So, I mean, like that having a reflective practice around, it's not like something you make on January 1st and then you like check back in on it on December 31st. This is something that you're revisiting. As you said, it's a rhythm. And so like, it's something that you are like reflecting on in order to to live intentionally, like really live into your values. And I love that. And I was thinking about our value. We we did an episode all about values and that question of like, oh, I don't know. I don't know what's important to me. I think what you described in terms of the way you formulated your rule of life is such a good reminder of like, just look at what you're already doing that will reveal so much to you about what you value, what you prioritize and where there, there might be room for, for some, for some movement, but, but that you continue to revisit this and come back to it is, is beautiful. And I imagine that also keeps you really rooted and grounded too, as, as we, as I'm thinking back to your answer about what uh, a well life and wellness, like this probably helps you stay rooted and grounded Mm -hmm. too. Yeah, definitely. Like to remind my, 
myself of what I do truly value and how I can continuously try to live into that. Mm. I love too what you said, just the word noticing. I remember when we first created it, oftentimes I would want to get in this rhythm. I'm like, just write it all down, get it on the paper, almost like goal setting, like just put your resolutions down and, and, and be done. But I remember we were really just supposed to notice like, what, what, what did we do with our time? Like, what did I do with my downtime or in my day and, and start there? Mm-hmm. Like another one is I always open the blinds in the morning just cause I love, like, I love light. And so, but that's just something I do, but writing it down made it be like, wow, this kind of shows I do value spaciousness or light or brightness, something that brings a sense of happiness. I'm curious if you guys, like, if there's something you do in your day that, like, I don't know, you can identify if it, what, what values come from it. I mean, I know one for Amy. No, well, I was going to not, I was, I was going to not answer first. And then, and then in my not answering, I was like, oh my God, I'm not living intentionally at all. I don't think I'm paying attention at all in my life. Well, I know one that you do the the coffee yeah, one. My morning coffee, yeah. Well, okay, so I could I could speak to that. Okay, so there there's a practice that I have had for a couple of years now that's like really helped me kind of like battle my burnout, which is that every morning I wake up and I have a cup of coffee like in in quiet, and it's before my husband wakes up, before my cat's like really awake and needing attention. And it's just like my like quiet cup of coffee. And that I really, I, I love that. It's such a beautiful start to my day. And it tells me a lot about kind of what I value, which is kind of like peacefulness. And I mean, that's such a huge thing, but like also this time for myself is like so precious, but why I'm, why I was hesitating a little bit to share it is that I've shared on this podcast, I've gone through some like health stuff recently, which has caused a change to my morning routine that having my quiet cup of coffee is like not doing more harm than good for my body. (laughs) And so I've needed to, um, and I actually like haven't really drank coffee in a while. And so I'm having to find a way as this is having this conversation is actually really helpful for me to think about like, I can still have that practice without the coffee because it's so meaningful to me, but it really threw such a wrench in, in like this, like sacred space of my, of my day to, to not have it. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, the adjustment of a practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The worst. (laughs) I know. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when you clearly really liked this practice and it was working, it was, you know, quote unquote, working for you in so many other ways. Yeah. I can I can relate to that as I also am thinking like, do I like do anything intentionally right now? I feel like I used to have so many more routines, so many more, so many more. I mean, I've I've lived it. I'm going to say new. I'm going <laughs> to I've lived where I'm living now for over a year. And I think I, I like once I moved there, I never like reestablished or adjusted to the new space in a a way that I did when I lived at my old place where I was so much more intentional and like regimented with, I like, I did have a gratitude practice. I used to sit down in a second bedroom and meditate every morning and, and recite things that I was grateful for and then go for a walk right afterwards every single morning and of of the weekdays and like i didn't do that when i moved and i like had this moving excuse for a while like oh, i just moved i have to figure it out and like unpack and then it just like completely fell away and i never reignited that i think i tried a couple times and i just didn't like the setting for i like where i live <laughs> i didn't like the setting of where i was gonna be doing these certain things and like So I just never really got into a groove of anything again. And it's not until now that we're talking about it that I'm like, oh, that was really great when I had that. I love that. I did feel so much more grounded and 
I'd love to figure something else out. <laughs> but, but Elise, I, and, and I imagine, I mean, maybe I'm going to challenge myself to do this because Elise, you just said, you said something before, like that it is about the noticing, right? Like I imagine Catherine, you and I probably do things every day that like, we might not just pay attention to that. Like maybe they're not the meditation practice or my quiet coffee, but I, I'm going to kind of really challenge myself to pay attention because yeah, I imagine similar to your blinds example, Elise, like there are probably things that I'm, I'm doing every day. I just haven't noticed that I've been Mm -hmm. kind of living pretty mindlessly. And so I'm going to, I'm going to like do a little experiment on that and see, and see if that's true. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, but. I, I, I think that's so true in the sense of like, we, no matter you're living, like the fact that you're here, like to me, I'm like, you are living into certain values. Like you said, whether or not you can see them or articulate them, like even small things like brushing your teeth, like, right. There's, there's a value in doing that. It's not just like a habit. And so kind of like, I don't know, sometimes like just naming, naming the the habit, but then naming all of like, what, what is the value underneath that habit? It's just helpful of like, it doesn't change what I'm doing, but it just, it solidifies it in some way, or it feels again, more intentional, even though I haven't changed any, any habits in doing so, just like, like you it said, creates just, a whole new meaning around it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Love that. That makes me feel better. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, so people can start to build on this intentional living by just noticing the things that they're already doing. If they wanted to take this a step further, or if even Amy and I wanted to take this a step further, and we wanted to create our own rule of life or rhythm of life, how would we, how would we start? Yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> I'm like, you can go to my friend, I was going to say, Murphy. we can, let's put her, let's put her name and book in the, in the show notes. Cause I'm going to want to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she was really helpful. Yeah. I think that that would be a great resource. I don't know if you guys want it. I could give like a template of just a spreadsheet. If you want to like, look at that, like even, even to like, just fill it out, not with with goals or intentions, but more of like, what are you doing physically or emotionally or mentally, or what are you doing in your relationships already? And like, fill it out that way rather than like a, a goal setting might be a a great way just to, again, to notice and then to write it down and see it on paper. I wonder how that might feel for people. Yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. Totally. And I think it would be, I think it would be really validating too, like what you're saying, like to, to not have the pressure around it, like, oh God, these are all the things I have to do, but more of like, yeah, let me, let me just acknowledge and notice the things I'm already doing. And like you said, kind of like, um, go, go one level down or or maybe one level up. I'm not sure of like, okay, so how does this relate to what I value and what I like my, my sense of meaning or purpose? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. You must, you must, you know, be a pretty self-aware person, Elise, because <laughs> you said you spent, I mean, I know this about you, of course, and, and working with you for so long, but I mean, I imagine you, you must like in all of your reflection, like you must learn so much about yourself each, each time you kind of go through it again. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. And still learning. I feel like it's, it's never like an end, right? It's just, it's constantly, constantly growing or learning. Yeah. Well, we do have one more question for you. Uh, one more question in general that we always end our podcast with that question is all about self-care. So Amy and I've broken down self-care into a menu. So you can order a self-care appetizer, main course, dessert or three course meal or all of them. If you feel like you really need it, which is really what the three course meal is. (laughs) So appetizer is like an appetizer is like a bite-sized kind of self-care. Your main course is more substantial, maybe something you're doing a little more regularly, like a gratitude practice, for instance. And dessert is like a treat 
And a three course meal is something really, really, really hearty. Uh, something that you really feel like you've been needing. Maybe you're burnt out. Maybe you need a vacation. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a great oh, question. Yeah. Yes. What is on your menu today? What's on my menu today? <laughs> what is on my menu? Probably a meal, like literally a meal. <laughs> I haven't really eaten today, so I feel like I'm going to go home and have like a home cooked meal. And that that's probably my self care today. Who's cooking? My husband. Mm-hmm. He's the cook. Thankfully, okay. I hate cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Same. Okay, nice. So like a, a legit like home cooked meal. Yeah. 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 With veggies, with protein. It'll be yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. How about you guys? I think I have a meal as well. And it's actually inspired by you, Elise, and also another clinician at Revive, Jess Desai, who's been a a guest. And so Elise last week shared with me that you've been working toward crow pose and yoga and that you've made such progress with that and you had shared that. And then um, Jess Desai has been working on her like pull-up journey. And so she shared that she like did a full pull-up. And so it just like had me thinking about like expressing feeling proud of myself or just like us in general, like feeling proud of ourselves. I feel like for me, I don't, I definitely don't make enough space to do that. And so that's something that I want to focus on this week. I did, I did something very outside of my comfort zone last week in that I, I was a keynote speaker out of like to a crowd of like 150 people. And I really just want to sit in like, that was awesome. Like, I feel good. I like, that was great. And so I'm like trying to like, just sit in the feeling proud of myself for that and like not letting it get to like, I could have done better. Like I could have, and yeah, all of that's probably true, but like giving myself the space to like, just feel good about it, feel proud. So that's what's on my menu this week. I love that. Great. You should sit in that. Mm -hmm. Thanks. What about you, Catherine? What's on your menu? So I have two things. One is, mm, actually, they're both like main courses. So we're, we're all taking main courses here today. <laughs> so one of them is that my my best friend reached out to me on Monday just to, we were kind of just chatting, but it was, it was a short text. And she was like, let's get on a call this week and asked me when I was free. And I don't see her often enough. Um, we just don't live near each other. So it's difficult to get together. But it, it was just so nice that she that she asked to get on this call and we're talking tonight at six o'clock and I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to talking with her and just catching up. So that. And then I bought pizza dough weeks ago and it's in my freezer. And I put it in the fridge to thaw today. And I me and my husband are making homemade pizza tonight. Yeah. And I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so jealous. Me too. Awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be really good. I got all the ingredients yesterday to go on top. Yeah. What good. do you? What are your toppings? Well, I'm just going pretty classic with one of them. Just a nice margarita. Got some fresh, fresh mozzarella, fresh tomatoes, basil, and then the other one will be more like tomato sauce with mozzarella and some veggies, like. I, I was kind of like whatever else I had in the fridge. So I know there's some zucchini in there and some bell peppers. I'll probably throw both of those things on there. Mm. We'll see what else is there. <laughs> that will be like the fun. That's that's awesome. And mm-hmm. and I feel like a phone call like with a friend is like so such underrated self-care. So that's that's nice too. What a what a self-care evening you you've got in store, Catherine. I'm I'm so excited. <laughs> Well, we hope that you you all are continuing to check in on what's on your menu each week along with us. So be sure to do that. And like we have always been talking about, like as we talked about today, self-care is something that we need to do regularly, to practice regularly in order for it to have a meaningful impact on our lives. So, okay. Well, Elise, thank you so much for being here. I feel 
like so energized and so inspired and I'm like gonna <laughs> I'm gonna start noticing and paying attention in my life and and especially to the to the glimmers that really resonated so thank you so much for for being here and for sharing with us thank you for having me it's been really fun to talk with you yay and to our listeners thank you so much for for following along for giving us those ratings those reviews the follows on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We really, really appreciate that. If you haven't given us a review yet, go ahead and do that. That really helps us have a better idea of what's resonating with you and what you want to hear more from, from us. Also, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, Revive Center for Wellness. There's some great stuff on there. You can stay up to date with us on Instagram at ReviveCFW, on our website at ReviveCFW.com. You can follow Catherine at Catherine Van Eyck, and you can follow me at Amy Albero LCSW. And don't forget, you can send your listener questions to wishingyouwell at revivecfw.com. But until next time, we are wishing you well. <laughs>